Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about PERMA. This is actually one of my favorite concepts of positive psychology. Noel, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So this, I wonder if I like this uh, because subconsciously I had a perm once and this reminds me of, of that, those days. I mean, your perm days are one of my, <laughs> my favorite pictorial experiences. Um, so it could be, it could be. As someone with beautiful wavy hair, did you grow up wanting straight hair? Yes, I sure did. Yeah, see, that's that's what happens. We always want the, the what we don't have. And growing up with Asian hair, I've always wanted wavy uh, hair. And so I got a perm once and that was that. You know, John, I think that you should start experimenting with wigs. <laughs> I might have to as I get older. I might not have a choice. Well, you know, I support you. We can go shopping together. And, and you know what? I bet you in that experience, we can hit all of the steps of PERMA. All right, let's talk about PERMA. Um, I love, you know what? I love this concept. I love how simple it is. I love how uh, you could apply this to your life. Uh, so let's go over this. We're going to start with Martin Seligman. Yes, he is widely regarded as the founder of positive psychology. And this theory, PERMA, stands for positive emotion, positive engagement, positive relationships, having meaning in your life. And then finally, um, using positive emotion to influence the way that you experience the world around you. Yeah. And so I see this as uh, the, the, it reminds me of the four food groups, you know, when you're in elementary school and you see that poster um, and this is probably going to date me because I don't think they have this now, but the poster of the, the Ford food groups, like this is what you have to eat to be healthy. And I feel like if you have positive emotion or the ability to create that in your life, you have engagement and you're working on your relationships and you build a life on meaning that that's like the wellness of uh, it's the self betterment of those four food groups. That's a great way to think about it. And one of the things that we know to be true is that when you feed yourself with positive aspects of your life, they really truly do function very much uh, in a neurobiological context, just like fruits and vegetables for your brain. Yeah. So let's go over the first one positive emotion. Yeah. So positive emotion is the application of optimism to our everyday lives. And the reason that we're really breaking it down today in an actionable way is it's one thing to consciously know, oh, I need to draw positive emotion into my life, but it's an entirely different thing to do it. So from here, we're really going to jump from theory to application and talk about how we do this thing. So yeah. What does it mean to you to apply optimism to your everyday life? Yeah, so this is this is not easy, you know, as someone who um, used to default to pessimism and uh, positive emotion is uh, like me swimming up river. And that's because uh, most of my life it, it was about uh, just allowing all the negativity and uh, not putting effort into creating positive spaces and encouraging positive emotion. So in the last, I would say a decade, uh, it's been a lot of learning. And one thing I realized is that uh, it takes time. It's a, it's a muscle you have to develop. 
Oh yeah, it is a muscle that you have to develop. And for those of you who are listening who are already familiar with mindfulness and meditation, good on you guys. For those of you who aren't, the mindful mind, the mind that we bring to meditation is the way that we build this muscle because we need to put that pause in there whenever we start to experience a negative emotion so that we can lean into optimism. Yeah, it's the practice of, um, I think, first being aware of um, the negative emotions and negative thoughts, uh, your body constricting because of those, you know, those thoughts, those feelings, um, because without the awareness, you forget and you just allow yourself to, to dip, you know, you, you're, you're, you start living in a lower frequency. So I think awareness is the number one step, you know, putting that black light to your state and what you're thinking daily and notice when it is negative. And if you take a note of that, I think you'll realize that most of the day, not for everyone, but for many, um, the, most of the day it is negative. You know, Their state is negative, they're constricted, and they're just thinking about negative thoughts which produce negative emotions. You're right. And that's due to negativity bias, which is a leftover evolutionary trait that we all face. So mm -hmm. let me give some pro tips in here on how to do this. So we all face problems. Problems happen. Things happen. Our shoes become untied metaphorically in many different ways throughout the day. And whenever we're facing stress or a struggle, we can take a step back and create that pause and say, you know what? I'm facing a tricky situation, but I don't want to feel shitty. I'd like to feel figure outable and making a conscious choice to flip your brain in that way. Um, another pro tip is we seem to, as humans, um, when we face stress, dunk into our reptilian mind, which is our regular bodily needs for survival, such as thirst, hunger, sleep, sex, things like that. That can be defined as pleasure. And pleasure is wonderful, but when we're talking about positive emotion, it doesn't give us that deeper cut that we need. And so we actually want to go for enjoyment because enjoyment comes from intellectual stimulation and creativity. Yeah, I love the fact that you um, distinguish the two, that there's a difference between pleasure and enjoyment and, and that enjoyment is deeper. Uh, pleasure can be um, just on the surface. Pleasure can be um, fast. You know, enjoyment seems more... Uh, like you're like like it's um, you're you're mindful, you're engaged, um, that it's impacting you more than say pleasure, which which can be you know just a shot of dopamine. Mm -hmm. Exactly, you're spot on, and that takes us right to our next point, which is well, how do we do that? And it's through engagement. So, according to Perma, what is engagement? It comes from activities. Yeah. And I think this is so important. I think so for me, um, I was going through the motions of life, but never really engaging, you know? Uh, and, and when you do that, you just, you, you kind of become a shell, you know, you don't, um, you're watching your life, but you're not living in it. Your life is black and white. It's not in color. And so actively engagement, uh, requires mindfulness. It requires, uh, to be present. It requires eye contact. It requires intention. It does. And all of that intentionality is what helps us flood the body with positive neurotransmitters and hormones. And I'd like to challenge our listeners because when we, when we engage in our lives, when we intentionally dig into activities that create a flow state, 
or blissful mm -hmm. immersion for us, it has such a strong uh, cardiovascular and health impact on our body. And we're not just talking about exercise. This could be gardening. This could be hiking. This could be playing with your kid or your dog or talking to a good friend. But most humans aren't in touch with what they actually enjoy. Mm. So you mean um, they're just kind of doing it? You mean they're just kind of going through the motions? Going through the motions without attaching to what enjoyment feels like for them. Going through the motions of going to work in the day, checking off everything on a to-do list, throwing themselves into social activities out of a sense of duty without ever evaluating, am I really enjoying myself? Right. I mean, a great meter uh, to show you the difference is art. You know, when you, whether it's writing or painting or whatever, when you are being creative, uh, if you are not uh, 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 emerging yourself, if you're not getting obsessed and in fully engaged, uh, it shows directly in the work, meaning um, it will not be as good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that this is true of movement as well. You know, a lot of folks exercise because we have to, we want to stay fit. We want to stay um, fitting in our clothes and we want to get that cardiovascular outcome. But, you know, most people don't really connect with the, the form of movement that they choose and nor do they enjoy it. So John, how would you coach someone to really discover enjoyment through movement? I would say get out of your head and into your body. Mm. Uh, most, pe most people, when they move, they're thinking, this is hard. I don't want to do another burpee. Um, I can't do this. I'm afraid. Like everything that is happening um, in between the ears, uh, but they're not feeling it, right? So once you drop into your body and you are feeling what it feels like to you jump on a box or to run or to do a pull-up, uh, now you're coming in whole and now you're engaging instead of um, just watching. Yes, yes. And that takes trust. Yeah. And can't we say the same thing about intimacy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Dropping down into your body versus being in your head. Um, right. A hundred percent. It takes, it takes self-trust. And with intimacy, it takes trust of the partner and building that relationship. And, and I love this flow because now we're moving right on to our next piece is engaging in positive relationships. Yes. If you are someone who has a lot of lopsided relationships around you, if you're in relationships where um, you don't feel good about yourself, uh, if you're in relationships that are toxic, that are abusive, all of that, uh, there's no way that's not going to directly impact your life. True. So let's talk about the characteristics of a positive relationship and how to build that and how to enact it and how to take action uh, to cultivate more of these in your life. Yeah. So um, words that come to my mind when I think of positive relationships, um, supportive, uh, someone championing your story, accepting you, allowing you to be heard, um, honest, what else? What words do you think of when you think of positive relationships? Yeah. Um, what comes up for me is the fact that, you know, in order to engage in a positive relationship, there's you, there's the other person and the relationship that exists between you. And both parties are responsible for the state of that. And so if you're going into a relationship thinking about you, your own needs, how you are treated, what you want, 
you're not opening up to say, well, what do what am I responsible for in this concept? Right. Right. So what Noelle is talking about is the relationship being greater than you. You know, what Noelle is talking about is um, because I think a lot of people, including myself, we use a lot of eyes in our relationships um, instead of seeing you and your partner and then what you guys are building that is greater than its parts. Yeah. And being open to feedback, um, asking permission and, you know, realizing that the relationship that exists between you and another person, and it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. This could be a parent, a sibling, a good friend, a colleague, a business partner, you know, all of these things, just taking our own relationship as a case study over the years, um, the hallmarks of our relationship our trust, honesty, and communication. Yeah, I think the word that's missing the most in relationships in general is ownership. Mm. You know, I, I'm not saying to own the other person. I'm saying take taking ownership of your own actions. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, especially in the pandemic, everybody's really isolated right now. And this is very risky because our pain centers become activated when we're at risk of isolation. And when we are isolated, we then begin to gain um, a scan the world around us for threats. And so we push further away from people. So if you're listening right now and you've started to feel nervous about reaching out to others, or you experience yourself withdrawing more and more, there's nothing wrong with you. This is actually very normal. It's how our brains work. Um, the feeling of loneliness is actually an evolutionary trait that's a signal to us to get back with our tribe. So even though it might be hard and it might take a lot of bravery for you to reach out to folks, try. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things that we say at Journey is you're not meant to do, do this alone. And of course, we're talking about the process of coaching, but also life. Yes. Yes. And that is, you know, one of the things that I'm proudest of is that we have a community that truly provides access to friendship, support, um, being seen, heard, understood, positive regard, motivation, all of the things that help humans feel whole. All right. The next one is meaning. And this is uh, another one. This is huge. Um, me personally, uh, going from not having a lot of meaning in my life, uh, most of my 20s, some of my 30s, and then finally building a life that uh, kind of hung on meaning, you know, then that was um, that that was a game changer for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the interesting things about meaning is how much it changes for folks over a lifespan. I've heard mm -hmm. from parents that when you have a child, um, it changes you. So how, how was that experience for you? Well, it went, it, it took me from, um, this state of, uh, chasing because, uh, when I didn't have a lot of meaning in my life, I wanted things and accomplishments and, you know, it was about the scoreboard. And then when I, uh, quit screenwriting and I went into, um, um, helping other people, and uh, meaning was injected, then it was about the internal, you know. Uh, and of course, it's okay to want things, but uh, my life was then 
uh, revolving around things that were uh, important to me on the inside, not on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. So when we are talking about being actionable and intentional with developing meaning, it's about your relationship with yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's your relationship with yourself and how satisfied you are with how you show up in the world in relationship to your own values. Yeah. And that's, again, that's hard, you know, because um, that means there's inner work. That means there's responsibility. That means taking an honest look at yourself uh, and not just once all the time. Oh, yeah. And guys, you know, we're not talking about, um, you know, starting a movement. We're talking about being kind to your neighbors, making sure that you make time to hang out with your kids and your pets, looking inward and saying, you know, when I show up at work today, there are other people around me. What is important to me about the job that I do? What is important to me about the people around me? And am I showing up in a way that I can feel good about? Right. And the final one is accomplishments and achievements. And this doesn't mean um, kind of like what society says as far as achievements, right? No, it doesn't. This is achievement with a lowercase a. And you can thread these little bouts of achievement throughout your day, throughout your weeks, your years, and just putting effort into achieving Um, And setting small goals is what gives you a very deep sense of satisfaction. It could mean being less afraid of a chicken. Yes. That could be an achievement. (laughs) (laughs) If you, you, like me, have a fear of animals, it could mean um, holding a chicken for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll share a goal that I set recently and I achieved it yesterday and it felt really good. And it it was super simple. Um, I set a timer on my phone. My goal is to stay hydrated and drink all of the water that I need to before 6 p.m. I did that. Mm -hmm. I I felt great. I felt hydrated. And taking a break uh, around 1.45 every day to meditate and do some planks. And, oh, I love that. Right? And just 15 minutes. And those two simple things, um, when I did them, you know, we're talking about 15 minutes and drinking water. I not only felt great physically, but I, I accomplished the thing. I was taking steps towards my own wellness and it felt so good. Yeah. And I think it's these micro achievements that add up that actually change you more than the bigger uh, society-based achievements, you know? So Noel's talking about hydration and meditation, which uh, I also thread into my life, and it's really important. That's going to go further, to, uh, I believe, than, um, you know, winning an award or some kind of achievement that is just, uh, you know, um, based on uh, some kind of performance. Yeah, and performance goals are great, and, it, and we love it when we meet them, but the – the truth is that a, a big high-level performance goal, the accomplishment itself, that feeling of excitement will only last about three months before we go back to normal. So we take time to set and achieve everyday goals that build uh, the tapestry of our lives. That's where we get that deep, deep satisfaction. Yes. And so if you guys forget PERMA, just think about an insecure Korean kid who wanted curly hair. And, uh, this is, I think it's, it's, it's such a great reminder, um, simple and also super effective in your life. So just to go over them real quick, positive emotion. And as I'm going over this, think about how much of it is in your life, positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning. 
PERMA. Yep. Oh, wait, yep. I forgot. Oh, and achievements. Yep. Achievements. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Um, and and be well. And again, if if you feel that you're missing meaning, accomplishment, relationships, engagement, positive emotion, come see us at Journey Coaching. We have the whole bucket of all of this wonderful goodness built into our organization. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.